Hello, welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And this week, it's a mixture of uh, some pretty big milestones, I guess, um, for me, um, certainly, um, mixed in with a lot of stuff that's come along that just seems remarkably random and I guess very small by comparison, but it's things that I just wasn't aware of. Um, so it's, I don't know, it's just, it's been one of those weeks where I've noticed things in a way that I wouldn't normally notice in a normal week. So maybe there's something going on with my antenna this week. Maybe it's just a set of particular circumstances, but it's a mixture of, as I say, of big and very, very small. But we'll get into that. Um, but let's get into it after we've had a little bit of twangy guitar. <laughs> I suppose we should begin this week by wrapping up a couple of items from last week's um, uh, episode. The first one, uh, and I'm going to get out of the way quickly because I'm not going to enjoy saying it, but I must congratulate um, Leeds United. Um, they uh, comprehensively beat us um, on Saturday, and whilst the scoreline uh, at 2-1 doesn't look comprehensive, I thought they played remarkably well. I think they're a really, really good team. I don't really think we were in the game uh, that much, and if it wasn't for some great goalkeeping by our Ramsdale, I think we could have been down by a greater number um, than it ended up being in the end. It, it rather pains me to say it, and you can probably tell that um, you know, by my voice, but they're a good team. And if you go back a couple of years, there was a a, a victory over Leeds uh, at Elland Road um, that we had, and that pretty much was the game where I think we all believed that we'd got promotion to the Premier League. And um, the team that we played last Saturday were not the team that we played two years ago. Uh, they've moved on incredibly and they're a really, really good Premier League team and um, I don't think they'll have any problems moving forward and you've, you've got to hold your hand up and say, you know, we were absolutely beaten by the better bunch but it really does hurt to say, it really, really does but, that you know, they played very well. I think the other bit to wrap up from last week is is Jimmy Nail related. I, I know I'd talked about how much I'd enjoyed Crocodile Shoes. Um, and I got around to watching, I started watching over the weekend and, and got around to watching um, the second series of Crocodile uh, Shoes. Um, and it's truly woeful. I'd forgotten how bad it actually it actually was. Uh, such a stark contrast from the first one. So the first one, which I think stands up as a piece of you know, as a piece, of, yes, of course, it's popular drama, but it stands up as being relatively intelligent uh, popular drama. And series two is just absolute tosh. I mean, there's a few bits in it, and and don't get me wrong, I watched it all the way through, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but it, you know, it was one of those things you were watching, and you knew it was garbage while you were watching it, but you still carried on watching it because. It was somehow comforting. So there's a, there was a little bit of guilty pleasure uh, in watching it uh, play out, um, but it was just absolute absolute nonsense. Um, you know, um, you don't come across a situation 
with a singer who's who's he's suspected of murder. He gets banged up for possession of cocaine, which is planted. Uh, he inadvertently uh, strikes a policeman and ends up with 28 days inside. His sister um, is um, uh, murders her husband, who's abusive, and then gets less. less and then uh, through the trial, um, is is found not guilty. And so it was just this thing of let's stack everything up against the. Let's stack everything up against the protagonist and let's tie it up in a bow by the time we get to the end. And it was just all all absolute, absolute nonsense. Um, but, but I ploughed through. So um, two, I don't know, two disappointments there. Well, not disappointments. Um, I suppose the football was what I would have expected. Uh, and I must remember Crocodile's shoes too with a, you know, a, a kind of a, I must have, chosen to forget how truly truly woeful it was i think the only thing that was reasonable was some of the songs so um yeah wrap up wrap up on the on on last week's uh all that bit of of uh admin and um and housekeeping taken uh taken care of and we will move on from here tuesday i went to the dentist uh, this morning and it's the first time I've been since lockdown um, since first lockdown so we're talking over a year and the appointment came through I mean first and foremost I got the date wrong I thought it was the 16th and it turns out it wasn't it was the sixth um but they're very good and efficient they send you a text and um and so there was no no major issue in terms of you know I just got it wrong in my own in my own head but they kept me on the they kept me uh, in 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 uh, in check so that was fine uh, I've mentioned before I don't like the dentist but th- that's fine a lot of people don't um, and I I always try and get the first appointment so I just get it out of the way and I got the eight thirty appointment and in and it was really really well organised really well organised and I didn't know what to expect but the one thing that came out of it and um, was. I guess because we've got so used to the sort of clean and polish, the descale and polish that goes on at the end of a, a of a checkup, that being done with the high pitched squealy machine thing and the the you know the the, the water you know sort of um, jetting in and out of your mouth and what have you and the suction thing and this and the other, um, obviously that's one of those things that they can't do as easily um i i i'm as i can only assume it's to do with you know possible aerosol transmission and blah de blah de blah so um so once i'd had the checkup i kind of assumed um that i might be brought back for that bit of routine maintenance and instead what happened was uh the dentist who was a uh, my my old dentist tom's gone and it was an, an, a, a new dentist called wendy and she was really nice and she did a manual um kind of tidy up a manual descale or whatever it is to get rid of those bits of hard you know whatever it is that that forms around your around your teeth and the bits that you struggle to get to and i've i can't ever remember having that done manually before and as much as it it sounds a little bit more effort because you can hear her actually kind of trying to tug away at the, the, the uh, you know, at the, the tartar or the substance that get, gets left behind. Uh, and apologies if there's somebody on here that's dental who understands what I'm trying to say badly, but I, you know, uh, it's a mixture of, of oral B adverts and anything I've picked up from um, from posters in waiting rooms. Um, but she did this and. 
and, uh, and and I got to the end and I said, oh, I've never had that that done before. And she said, no, it's it's, it's old school, but it allows us to do it at the same time as as doing the um, as doing the checkup because we don't then need to. Um, you know, we don't need to get the machines on, so therefore we can do it without having to. It's a, I guess it's a different level of cleaning they have to do in terms of prep for the room, or certainly, you know, cleaning down afterwards. Um, and she sort of said, "You know, it's the old-fashioned, it's the old-fashioned, old-school way of doing it." But I have to say, uh, it didn't, it didn't trouble me as much. I don't really like the other bit. And it's not the noise; it's just occasionally you get that thing where it it catches and you you find yourself sort of having a, a a little jab as you might you know your gum or what have you might get caught and what she said was that um in that particular surgery the the you know the attachments for the um for the kind of the the sonic thing the the whatever it's called that they would normally use are are slightly broader and by using you know um the, the implement that she used which was much finer she was able to be more accurate in what she was doing and actually it 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 makes a better job of it and uh, and so yes that's the little thing i learned on tuesday um and it uh and, and I, I, you know, I have to say I preferred it to the uh, to the normal way of doing things. Wednesday. I've been noticing things when I've been out walking this week that I haven't noticed before. Um, and I guess we do this all the time. It just happens to be that there's been um, two things. Well, three things, actually, this week that I've noticed um the one i'd noticed before but when it went together with the other two things then um it 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 made the three you know the three that we we think about when something happens and then it happens at the same time and then you wait for the third to happen so i i got all three in the week and it's been um it's been a week of seeing things on walks that i've walked past lots and lots and lots of times probably noticed um but not really they haven't landed um in one case not noticed at all in another case noticed but thought nothing of it and a third case noticed for the second time because i went past it twice in a week and then thought to myself wow that's a um a strange situation um but thinking about it one of them actually probably happens in our house as well i just i just don't give it any thought so Let's start with the first one. The first one is a brick outhouse, a small brick outhouse with a door which was clearly painted green and has and has you know um, absolutely the paint is peeling off and it's been years and years and years and the little outhouse is falling into disrepair and it's wedged in between some terrace houses on a place that I would often run past and when I say often I mean into the hundreds of times I've run past. Um, because assuming that you obviously run both ways, because I invariably where I run a lot of times, I run I run out and run back, then in this instance definitely will have run past this particular spot hundreds of times and yet saw this little outhouse and this door. And next time I go past, I'll take a picture of it and, and, and post it. Um, just because I don't know why your brain doesn't register that thing i'm not sure why my brain has never registered it and then just chose to register it this particular week um and i know when you walk around a lot you often near that moment say oh i haven't seen that before but this is hundreds of times having gone past this and not noticed it um 
and it it made me think of the fact that there's a a room I've walked past a number of times um where in an evening the lights on in the lounge and the lamp is the lamp has fallen over and you walk past this room and you see this lamp fallen over and the curtains aren't closed and there's no sign of other life in the house and I've done that now I think three times and and witnessed the same scene over a number of months and I suppose at some point I'm going to have to think about contacting the police I guess but then I'm in my head I'm trying to work out what the possibilities of how that would happen to be be, for it to be perfectly a perfectly mundane situation so is the light on a timer is the light on a timer and just happened to fall over and it's a room that people in that house don't don't use um and so that then flipped in my head as being okay well i've noticed that and registered it but i've not really thought about it but now i've seen this thing i've not seen before i'm now i'm now was now taken back to be thinking about this room with a lamp that has fallen over and the reason why I was taken to the room with a lamp falling over was because I walked past the same house over, I think, three times this week. And every time I've walked past it, the television's been on and Peppa Pig's been playing on the television, but there's not been anybody in the room. So you walk past. It's clearly a child's playroom because there's toys or what have you. And there's a telly on there. And Peppa Pig has been playing every single time I've walked past at different times of day or night. The house is clearly occupied. There's the, you know, the signs of life and what have you. It's just life is going on in this room while Peppa Pig is playing to a room that for whom there doesn't appear to be anybody in it. And then it got me thinking about, well, I wonder how many times you would walk past our front room which is which is you know the front of the house so that's the one you'd walk past where you potentially would see the television on or see something going on in that room and yet nobody would be in the room and then it just got me thinking about those moments of life going on in a space that's been turned on for some reason something's been activated in the space be it a light be a tv be a stereo whatever it might be and yet there is no human interaction with it because for whatever reason you've stepped out for a moment or you've forgotten that you've done it. Um, based on the fact that I've walked past two scenes now with with something going on, so the signs of human life, but without any sign of human interaction. Um, I don't know what any of that means. I don't know if it means anything. And I don't know why I've noticed any of it this week. But for whatever reason... All three things uh, have struck home. And now I really am seriously, seriously considering whether I should go past the house with a fallen down lamp and see if it's the same tonight and whether I should actually um, knock on a door or what have you. So I'm now I'm now in a different place with that one. Uh, I'll let you know. Thursday. Did you know that a stapler works two ways? And if you didn't know, that's fine, because neither did I. Uh, and it took me a while to work out when it inadvertently started working in a way I'd never known my stapler work to then work out exactly what it was doing and, more importantly, how it was doing and how you turned it back to where it was before. Right, so we normally staple something together and the 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 goalpost shaped staple goes into the paper and it curls round in on itself 
So it's no wider than the original staple and it curls under and that's how we expect a staple and no staple to work. Right, okay. So I was creating a book today for Jack and Jack makes these books by folding two or three pieces of paper together and we staple down the edge and then suddenly he's got something that's A5 size with a number of pages and he makes comics and he makes books. Perfectly normal. And we've made hundreds of them and we have hundreds of them. When to do it today, first two staples, no problem. Third staple goes in. It doesn't go in with um, the wings effectively going in on themselves. The wings were pressed out. So what then happens is the the, the staple is like a long thin like a long thing stretched out with a kind of wiggly bend in it. So it looks a little bit, you know, like um trying to think maybe a um you see the the bars for weights. Before you've put the weights on, there's the bar and it's got a couple of kind of bends in the end, so they're not straight. It looked a little bit like that. And I'm trying to work out how the hell it's done what it's done and you know, what's gone wrong and is there something trapped somewhere and how would it do it because it's perfectly uniform on both sides. And after a little bit of Google searching, it turns out that this is the alternative way of doing a staple. And the reason why you do it that way round is because it's longer and thinner. It's designed to put a staple in where you want to get it out without ripping what it's through. So you would loosely staple two things together and then instead of having to do that thing where you're trying to pick it and pull it out, you just actually grab one end because it's largely a straight line with kind of a weird bend in and you just pull it and it, it comes out easily. Apparently it's something that they used to do a lot in, in banks. Um, now that doesn't answer the question of well how the hell do you do it? Well the, the thing is there's a little plate on a staple that you that, that on the bottom. So there's the main staple arm and you've got your bottom bit and there's a little metal plate. And I've never noticed before that but there are two different indents in that plate and that plate will spin round. And when you spin that plate round, essentially what happens is it 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 switches it between stapling in on itself and stapling in more of a straight line. And hence, effectively, there are two ways of employing a staple. Um, who knew? I mean, literally, who, who knew? So after the, the five minutes of trying to work it out and a lot of head scratching, I, I've, I've essentially I've learned something very, very new today. And I don't know if I'll ever use it. Um, and I did I did say that it was a week of, of little things. And this is a very little thing, but I kind of... I kind of felt like I had to share it because it's kind of, it's kind of really. I'm I'm quite taken with it actually. If I'm being honest, I don't think I'll ever use it, but I'm just kind of taken with it. And if you if you want to if you want to see how it's done, then grab a stapler and you'll find a little a little sort of metal uh, button on the bottom, and just you just push this button and you can flip this little plate. And if you flip the plate and you do it and and you crunch your stapler together what you'll get is you'll get two different staples i might make a little video and put it on instagram it's not going to mean anything to anybody but it'd be i quite i'd be quite entertained by it basically friday okay i said i get to a milestone and i'm going to get to the milestone and it's a milestone for me it's not necessarily a milestone for you know for anybody else but it's it's a bit of a TFM milestone as well, even though it doesn't directly relate to, to TFM. But it is a podcast milestone. Um, this week's episode of the Corona Diaries um, is number 50. Um, so we have um, Steve H and I have produced 50 episodes uh, of the Corona Diaries uh, from the point when we started. 51 if you count the 
Um, I don't know if the prologue counts or not. No, it doesn't. So 51 if you count the, the, the prologue. But if we're not counting the prologue at the beginning, then there's 50 episodes proper um, of Corona Diaries. Um, and the estimation at the moment, and it's difficult to be 100% accurate with this, but the estimation at the moment is that's been downloaded um, somewhere in the regions of about 225,000 times. Um, so um, now that's not obvious. There's a, obviously, you know, you divide that by the number of episodes, but that's roughly how many downloads there have, you know, there there have been of 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 Corona Diaries related stuff. So that's a huge milestone. But the reason why it becomes a milestone today is because that was put out to the the patrons um, today. So that's effectively gone live today. Uh, on 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 the ninth, the ninth of April is also the date where the first episode of Nine to Forty Two, um, which is the podcast that I do with Jace Hunt, that was the first um, date when that podcast went out, and that was an introduction episode that we put out, and the first episode proper went out on the thirteenth. So it's a year to the day that Nine Forty Two existed as a thing. Um, we've done fifty episodes of TCD. Um, obviously TFM is still going. I, I did a fag packet calculation to work out that, um, podcasts I've been involved in, um, are somewhere in the regions of 275,000 downloads now. Um, obviously a large portion of that is TCD because that has the biggest numbers, but there's, uh, there's, there's numbers going with all the others. Now, the crazy thing there is that I can't track 942 listeners, and I think there's quite a lot of people who tend to listen to 942 bizarrely on YouTube. So there's probably another, you know, maybe three to five thousand there. So maybe two seventy five, maybe two eighty. I don't know. Uh, and there's some other odd things I've been involved in that might take it towards the three hundred thousand mark. Again, I don't know because I don't have access to the the data for the, the few things where I've guested or, um, you know, the odd things I've done on, for, for for different people and the the, the few bits of, of things I've done and more industry based podcasts. So. It just it's just that milestone day for me really. Two two podcasts kind of hit milestones, one being a year, one being um fifty episodes, and you know, well over a quarter of a million um downloads at this at this point in time, which I guess bearing in mind I've kind of stumbled into podcasting a little bit. Um I, I suppose is is something I ought to take a take a moment to ref well I'm taking a moment to reflect on and just and just um you know think that that maybe podcasting is something that that I I perhaps you know could could do a bit of not quite not quite sure really I suppose you could take a view on that I mean you a lot of you are still listening so um it, it's it's either some form of penance for you or you you know you 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 probably uh, think I don't make too bad a fist of it. Who knows? Um, anyway, um, thanks, thanks for being part of those two hundred seventy-five thousand plus downloads, um, because every single one of those downloads actually means something. It really, it really does. It, it the, the numbers. The numbers, it, it isn't something where it's, it's, it means more when it's a bigger number. Actually, bizarrely, it, it means more when it's a, when it's a smaller number, actually. Uh, and getting, and, and getting people to interact and to, to follow and particularly the people who interact over Patreon, you know, uh, with both TCD and TFM, then it, it, it really is 
very special. So I thank you all. I thank you all for that. Um, I hope you've had a nice short week. Congratulations on working four days. You've done really well. Um, we all deserve a break. Uh, so I think we should uh, we should forget about the fact that it's still cold and potentially going to snow outside, and uh, and congratulate ourselves with a glass of something this evening, uh, and in, and enjoy a weekend. Uh, and hopefully you've had the possibility to get together and sit in a garden or do something with people you've not had a chance to do that with for a while um i will uh, clear off at this point and i will uh, i will speak to you next week but in in the interim take care and stay safe <laughs>